You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. Hi, hi. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good on this beautiful Sunday. It's a beautiful morning. It's not really morning, but it's night. But yes, yes, yes. So how's everything going over there on the East? Um, global climate change, political unrest, and... Um pandemic and food shortages but you know same old same old you know what in this corona america in this corona world really it's just a normal day um yeah so do we just here we are we're getting into episode two of real housewives of potomac season five and the episode of this title is called the rumor meal and it's not the rumor mill, it's meal, M-E-A-L. Okay. So what are your thoughts of this episode in terms of what are we grading it? Um, it's a B plus. Yeah. For me personally. Um, there was, you know, it was entertaining. We found some more stuff out about Monique, which we'll get into. Yes. Um, but, you know, not A worthy just yet. Yes, and I'm totally comfortable with giving it a B plus too. Yes, we gave the premiere a B plus, and yes, this episode is getting a B plus. And I agree. I think they were both great episodes. We learned something in every episode, and it wasn't boring. It had a nice pace. So, you know, no complaints. So we start this episode at Karen's house. They keep showing deer at Karen's house. I don't know what that means, but, you know, they show her working out with her trainer. Getting in shape. We see Miss Karen. She has a wonderful body. And she's working that body out. And Ray's sitting off to the side, minding his old business. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they put this trainer in to go against the next thing. I'm getting a little ahead, but simply to tie it into the fact that Monique's trainer is going to get brought up soon. I found the timing of the trainer stuff interesting. They're funny. I didn't like Ray coming to join. Um, it was, it was very old man of him, <laughs> and his limbs looked like it was taking him a while to them and move them. And he's probably sore from that to this day. Let's be real. It's just like only like old heads come in, see you doing some stuff, and then do a little some some. Be like, oh, this is easy. This ain't bad. You know, they kick up one leg and they're hyped because they can kick up that one leg. Like it's just very like. And it's always one kick. One kick, one leg. It's always the same leg. <laughs> and that's it. So after that, they, you know, go relax in the kitchen. And Karen's saying, you know, I keep this bot hot for you, babe. And he's talking. And she says, can I get the three words? And he goes, okay, okay, okay. She says, I really want to work on hearing those three words. That's the three words, isn't it? He says. Ooh, we're mm. in weird territory with them. And I, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't see this coming. I really didn't. When they said things were bad, I didn't realize it was, I can't even look at you and say, I love you to my wife who I share at home with. Last I checked, they were fine. They were broke, but they were fine. So you mean to tell me she rode through all these tax issues and people looking at her crazy when she moved out of Potomac and the Grand Dame title basically snatched away from her. It's all, I don't know, the most important thing to her in her life. She stood by him through all that. And you mean to tell me he's the one who can't say I love you? 
<sighs> men will always disappoint you. And it's good to know that Ray is just like the other guys. We used to think that Ray was this stand-up dude who rode for his lady, but you know, so obviously something's happened as of late and things are changing in their relationship. I would just like again, I just need some more answers. We need more context as to how they got here. That's is all. Ray cheating? Is she cheating and that's why he can't look at her? Well, remember that whole blue eyes thing? You know what I mean? What if that was true? Is that what it was? But if you were going to be mad at me for that, it shouldn't have that happened already? Why the new resentment? I'm just not understanding. I don't know, but um, the next scene is Miss Messy Giselle meeting up with Miss Monique to have lunch so they can plan Ashley's, I don't know, like, first lady's out night, I guess is what you would kind of call it. Giselle has on a hideous chunky Cuban link necklace that is some sort of titanium finish and <laughs> and the top is just a multicolor it reminds me of like stained glass window type vibe I mean from what I've described you can assume what I'm going to say next it's hideous um, <laughs> <laughs> and Monique just has on something simple and black and you know just some inches sensible I'm glad Monique has a nice, simple, sensible fashion sense. Yeah, you can always look to her. Well, no, I won't say always, but of these ladies, you can look to her. Generally. Yeah, the most well-dressed of the group. So, you know, what's rare about them meeting up is they're meeting up in the name of Ashley, okay? And these two ladies have never really gotten along, and they're kind of talking about that, that they've never gotten off on the right foot. And it's like, but nothing's happened that they can't recover. It's just little tips here and there since season two, basically. It's really because Giselle was hating, but it's... If I have to be quite frank about it, that's what we were saying. <laughs> I mean, Giselle was talking smack about the woman in her own home. Got caught twice by two different people. So if I had to choose on who was the one carrying the beef, carrying the torch, definitely Miss Giselle Bryan over here. And then in her confessional, after they kind of make up, Monique says that Giselle's a lot better when she's getting steady B. And then they show a picture of Jamal Bryant and she's getting that anointed B is what Monique says. So Giselle, I guess, is in rare form because she's getting laid. And I want to mention that that was also mentioned again later on the episode. By mm -hmm. So it seems to be like a known thing. That she's just high strung when she's by herself with no man. And her kids said as such, remember a couple seasons ago, they said, mom, you're the happiest when you're in a relationship. We want to see you in a relationship because that's when you're nicest to us. I think that's incredibly sad. Those kids know too much. Her kids might need therapy. I'm not even that big. It's, and it's not a might. It's pretty much a prescription at this point. Bring them to... <laughs> what was Quad's... Um... Ex-husband's name? <laughs> Dr. Gregory? Bring this Dr. Greg, honey. <laughs> At the very least, Miss Dorothy's practice, I'm sure their couches are empty there and more than uh, quiet. I wouldn't bring my kids to Miss Dorothy <laughs> unless it was court-ordered, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I had heard this again. I consume too much, can't give credit, but it's not myself. That Miss Dorothy's Yelp reviews were horrid, and it was saying that like her practice is pretty unprofessional. Are we shocked? 
I love when things just have such continuity and people seem the way they are on TV as they are in real life. I just love that. Right. And in, in, in that regard, I can applaud her for her authenticity and her genuineness. Um, unfortunately, she's an authentically bad person. So... <laughs> <laughs> And she keeps it real. You know, she never pretends to be anything but a horrible person. <laughs> Gotta love it. Thank you, Miss Dorothy. So um, they're sitting here talking about the guest list, which, of course, is going to include all the ladies. It's a filming event. So they're talking about how they're actually going to, on Ashley's behalf, extend the olive branch to Candace to come celebrate her baby, even though she called her a roach while she was giving birth and she did not text her and say congratulations. They think this would be a good time for them to bury the hatchet and move on or at least get a start on their relationship. Sounds like a plot push to me, but it's fine. Um, it's fine that you all are having this conversation amongst yourselves about what you want out of this event. But have you told either or both parties that that's what they're supposed to be doing when they come to this event? Of course not. <laughs> it wouldn't be reality TV right it if, would be messy Potomac if they had this pri discussion prior to the invitation but hey Monique makes the butter knife joke multiple times throughout this episode because she's I don't know if she didn't think we heard it the first or second time but she's really pushing that no butter knives near Candace because she'll stab Ashley or you know throw a butter knife at her or whatever she did last season ha 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 <laughs> and Monique decides that she should be the one because at this point you know Giselle and Candace are not really on a great page and Monique feels like she's on a better page with her she feels like she should be the one to sit down talk to Candace and hopefully say I don't know you should grow up and apologize and Candace say okay that sounds good I'll do it I'm sorry I just saw the tweet flash across the screen and the big bold capital words where is your income wrote <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted I can't believe at the moment she was delivering Dean that was the tweet that was <laughs> she's having her Lauren Hill to Zion moment and this woman is tweeting calling her a roach <laughs> <laughs> wow. and, that, and that's the woman you brought on the show a woman you considered a friend from the pageant industry Mm. do you want to tell the people the name of the curse so yes that is the curse the curse is that whoever brings you on the show we'll say it probably a million times throughout this podcast whoever brings you on the show will become your biggest enemy and it will be the person you come to epic blows with and we decided offline the name of that um that very issue and jay do you want to tell the people what we're calling that so we're going to call it the Bethany and Jill phenomena. And any of you Super Bravo fans will know the infamous fallout that happened between Bethany Frankel and Jill Zarin on Real Housewives of New York. Season um, three. Season three that they quite honestly never recovered from. Um, and it just seems to be a thing where when you bring your friend on the show, like Jay said, you just fall out with that friend. Don't know why. The how varies. But it just happens. And they also seem to like never really recover. 
or recovery comes like very, very long afterward. <laughs> like some one of them has to be off the show or something. Like they never come reconcile on the show and we get to see their relationship flourish ever again. It's usually like the end, the ultimate end for their relationship. And they'll never have what they had before, which is crazy. People truly lose friends that they've known for years, decades, lifetimes, whatever. So Ashley and Candace, in short, are suffering from the Bethany and Joe phenomena. Yes. And so we wanted to let you all know that we've diagnosed it. We've seen it. And that's what's happening. Um, no treatment thus far, but we're, we're in the process of trying to figure out some, um, some treatment options. Yes. Until we have the remedy, until we figure it out, we'll stay hush on it. But um, Giselle wouldn't miss an opportunity to be, you know, as messy as possible. So even as she's supposed to be doing an act of service, she would be remiss not to tell Monique that, Oh, Sharice being at that party, I heard Candace has gotten very close to Sharice since she fell out with you. She might be getting that anointed D, but Giselle Bryan is still Giselle Bryan at the end of the day. If this is the better version of her, I'm sickened. Right, it's been, it's bad. It's it's worse than I could have imagined. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's pretty spiteful to just bring that up. I mean, it's it's quite clear that they've gotten close. She hasn't known Sharice except for after her and Monique fell out because Candace didn't come on until after that I mean that same season they were in the process of falling out so and I would like to point out that clearly again we are seeing the Bethany and Jill phenomena that happened between Sharice and Monique because Sharice brought Monique onto the show just want to clarify it's all one big circle of that phenomenon you're going to see it every franchise you watch. It's hard not to bring it up because it's happening live. You know what I mean? So that's what's happening. And for her to bring it up again, she's doing it for no other reason than to be messy. And on top of that, it kind of brings to the surface something that we kind of touched on last week, which was there were some rumors, defamatory rumors, that Sharice was allegedly putting out about Monique just around the streets of Potomac because I don't remember us seeing this in any of the blogs you know as they would say um but we finally find out what that rumor is because you know Miss Messy Giselle she can't hold her tongue and she reveals that the rumor is Monique was seen around town canoodling with her trainer what do you think of all that it's probably true <sighs> it is probably true I'm just curious as to when she had the time to do so. She's been barefoot and pregnant pretty much most of the time I've known her. So was she canoodling while she was pregnant? I hate to say that's an option, which I think is why Monique is saying it's beyond. Because I, I think that's part of the gag. I mean, Giselle didn't say that. But like you said, with the timing of it all, it seems there would be some overlap. And then was it an actual full-blown sexual affair? Was it just a little touching and rubbing? Was he rubbing her pregnant belly? I just have so many questions. Right. Was he just available and there for like right. lunch and stuff? Was it just an emotional affair? Texting? I oh, know, obviously it was in person. Uh, hanging out affair? Professional affair? I mean, we're giving lots of options that it could be. That's what I'm saying. Before she's pregnant, while she's pregnant, after she was pregnant. When did this happen? I need 
situation. Giselle was messy, but she wasn't messy enough because she didn't give me the timeline of the dates. And that's what I need the most. Because that definitely... Because for me, it's beyond the fact that it's cheating. Cheating is cheating. Whatever, whatever, fine. Everyone does it. Happens every day. I I, I don't want to say it's a theory. I I would like to say that it's a simple fact that um, everyone cheats. Uh, Either you're going to get cheated on or you are the, the cheater. At some point, in in your relationships in life i've just seen it time time again the circumstances on which you cheat to me matter the most is that's the, the meat of the story in my yes, opinion definitely because like you said everyone's a cheater or a cheaty and you'll probably be both so <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting we want to know more we know chris runs a relatively tight ship in terms of Monique and what he expects of her and wants out of her as a wife she kind of makes that pretty clear that she's a trophy wife who has a role to play so I'm pretty sure in that role description sweetie it didn't say cheater but she added it and we'll see what happens but nonetheless the next scene it's a strange scene it's at Ashley's house with baby Dean and she has a breastfeeding expert come over to kind of help her I guess she's been having trouble like pain in the nipples or pain in the breasts and he's having a hard time latching or the technique of latching. I don't know. It's a lot of stuff that I don't know needed to be covered on Bravo, but (laughs) I'm sorry. I just woke up from my fucking nap. I am so sorry. I don't want to see this. The only other note from this scene is, you know, who made this scene come alive for me? Was it Dean? No, no, it's the mom. (laughs) (laughs) You know it's Miss Sheila. <laughs> I saw Miss Sheila. I instantly looked, and by the time she was on the screen, it was the end of the scene. But I did want to say that I was excited to see Miss Sheila. Always looking forward to a check in from her. She is the light of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so we move on to a more interesting scene. It's Wendy and Candace linking up, you know, just two girls kikiing over a lunch. And this is our first like solo Wendy scene. So we can kind of see what she's about with Candace who brought her on TBD if they'll fall out. But we're here where we are right now. So go ahead. Tell me what you thought of Miss Wendy and her intro scene, her first official solo scene ish. Yeah. So I like that. Um, you know, they both walk in. Wendy has the Gucci bag. Candace has the Gucci bag belt <laughs> white top yeah. right white top black accents gold jewels they keep calling each other brown girls um listen i like wendy you know and i said that last last week also that i like what i'm seeing so far you know she has a little doctorate i didn't mm-hmm. say little, but you know what i mean she has a doctorate um big doctorate big doctorate Yes, it came here at Johns Hopkins, which is incredible. Right, which is a huge deal. Um, yeah, I really just don't have any complaints. I like her and Candace's uh, banter. Mm-hmm. She has a two-month-old daughter named Cameron with two N's. I thought that was interesting. I have no comment on the spelling, but what I do have a comment about is she had a baby seven weeks ago. Can mm-hmm. we talk about her body? She looks really good for someone who had a baby seven weeks ago. Granted, it's her third... And she had what we call in the um, medical field a precipitous labor, where she literally gave birth to this bitch, honestly, like, on the way to the hospital. Four pushes and she was out. That's crazy. And I love her little Instagram video she posted. Right. So she's immediately, she's walking out of the hospital. 
you know, after she gives birth to her baby, I'm assuming, you know, within 48 hours and she has on a green maxi dress, you know, clinging to the curves. There are curves to cling on, but no fat. And again, the baby came out 48 hours ago, max. And she's flipping her hair and you can see in the reflection someone recording it, which I find funny. But besides that, she also has a platinum blonde highlight, which I'm wondering where that went, but it's gone. And she flipped her hair and walked out of the hospital. Thank God. Giving me shades of Tom Sandoval, season five. And she walked out of there and, you know, she said, I'm letting you all know my body is right. Yeah, I have my baby in my hand and my body. And the only other thing worth noting is the fact that she mentions her and Miss Huger have a friend in common named Vivian. And Vivian um, and Karen, every time she meets her, pretends she doesn't know her and reintroduces herself. <laughs> we all know people like that. There's not a person listening that doesn't know a person that they have to introduce themselves to multiple times. Multiple times. I have had that issue with certain people that I went to school with. It was Same. very like, I know you know me. I know I you. I know you know me. I don't know if you're doing this because you fear that I don't remember you, maybe. So it's kind of like a a preemptive, prophylactic, like, I'm just going to pretend like I don't know. Yeah, you want to snuff first? Yeah. Right. But it's just very bizarre to me to do that. Because at the very least, if you don't remember somebody's like name, you remember a face. And if you don't remember a name or a face, then you have dementia. And then I, you should go get checked out. So the the acting like you never met me before is very peculiar. Like, <laughs> Especially if you make eye contact, you don't forget eye. You know, you may forget somebody, but once you look at them, it just clicks. I, that I'm unable to get over. Like if I, there is no way you should be dead in the eyes if I look you in the eyes and we know each other. And especially no. if drinking is not involved, okay? If we, we were both sober at this event that we first met at and we're sober at the next one, then you the fuck know me, okay? Don't try to act like <laughs> you've never seen me before. Yeah, I'm not that type of girl to do that to people, so I don't like when people do it to me. Yeah, some people do it to me. It's just, to me, it's, it's, it's beyond I've been liking. I just find it very, like, weird, like, I automatically think that you're lacking social cues. Like you're the weirdo now. The but only people I could ever meet in person that I would feel okay with them not knowing me after is celebrities. Cause they meet millions of people a day, not millions, but you know what I mean? Like that's well, fine. Right. And maybe that's why it annoys me because it's like, you're acting really Hollywood right now. <laughs> so it's You are local. You think you're more. Hmm. Hmm. Who needs the reality check? <laughs> it's not me because I remember. Local, <laughs> right. local. It's not I. But we digress. Clearly, we have personal beef with this this type of. Uh, I'm. Na- I don't have to name that phenomenon too. But I also think that was interesting to note in this scene was that uh, Candace mentioned that Chris is ready to have children, but she's not ready. Um, mm-hmm. She just has her insecurities, obviously because of her mom and it's like obvious that she would have insecurities but it's still sad I'm still like damn yeah and it's of course he's ready to have kids a he doesn't have to carry the kid b he already has kids right we don't listen to when men say they're ready to have kids because they have literally no part in it 
But like, yes. the only part that they have is the most fun part. I wish that was my part, but it's not. Storks are fictional, but not really because the way babies arrive for men is very stork-like. Very stork-like, especially if you have a surrogate. Woo! Goals. Stork goals. Goals, honey. And that's why I want a surrogate. I want the stork opportunity also. Totally. I'm here to tell everyone who's listening to this podcast, every every single ten of y'all. <laughs> All three of y'all. All three of y'all. That <laughs> <laughs> you want a surrogate, please get a surrogate. We got the coin. Like I plan to get one. It's right. Great. We're modern ladies. I've been talking about having surrogates since college. I'm pretty sure you have to. Like we're not. We're not, you know, behind on the times. And if you find that disturbing, I suggest you catch up. Right. I'll see you in another 10 years. And I bet you. But it's okay. Because the next scene actually leads us to Robin. This is one of my favorite scenes of the episode. Robin's with her son, the younger one, in her closet, cleaning out her closet. Right. And she's asking him, thumbs up, thumbs down. I'll hold up a few pieces. Let's see what you think. So first, first impression, I see a lot of long sleeve hooded options. <laughs> <laughs> Just an overall scan of the closet. I already was like seeing a lot of jewels on like hooded things, which to me is a weird juxtaposition. It's like either your outfit is some sort of blingy and it's upscale or it's hooded and it's casual. But I hate know. the term blingy for fashion. first of all there's a certain type of old woman that describes her style as blingy and it's and it's always generally ugly (laughs) because it's it's always going out of your way the thing about blingy when i hear blingy i hear tacky those two to me are synonymous synonymous and I've, ne- I've never seen a bejeweled outfit and said, you know what, that outfit... I want one of those. Give me 10 of those. I've never said that. Or beyond that, that outfit was ugly without the jewels, but they put the jewels on it, and I, and you know what, now I love it. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> the jewels never take it to the next level that they think it's going to take it to. <laughs> the idea is that it's supposed to increase the value or the look. But for me personally, I've never seen that. And maybe it's happened. I, I also can't tell what's worse, a blingy hat, a blingy shirt, or blingy pants. Maybe the pants. <laughs> <laughs> a blingy pant is a huge deal to put on. I don't think that, <laughs> that's no small feat. Okay. <laughs> I, I might even throw on a blingy hat. I don't own one, but I maybe in a couple decades, I'll put on a blingy hat. <laughs> a blingy hat to me is like, you just needed a hat for the day or something like that and you ran by a tourist shop and that's all they had so you just you just grabbed the blingy you know I you look at them like ah shit this blingy hat <laughs> right you know yeah blingy pant you re- you went to the store for that you shopped yeah and that was one you really liked so the odds are you tried those on too i mean pre-covid you tried on those pants you say you know what i look good in my butt my hips look great in these blingy pants <laughs> So her son has a great sense of fashion because she holds up a studded black long sleeve. I mean, just like everything else, hoodie. And she says, yay or nay? He said, this is hideous. Thumbs down. I love that. 
What I love even more is she keeps it on the hanger and puts it right back on the rack. And he said, no, I said thumbs down. <laughs> Robin, if you want our help, and by our help, I mean, we, the viewers, are living through him. He has the eye that we have as well. If you want our help, take it. Don't There's ask. There's nothing worse than an asshole. If you're asking, don't even bring out that article of clothing. If you know you're going to wear that hoodie the next day, you already have an outfit plan for it. Clearly you do. Don't ask if you want us to throw it away. You were going to wear it anyway. It's your favorite, clearly. Right. Don't, you know what? Never ask somebody about your favorite outfit. Because if you're not prepared to hear them say that that shit is ugly <laughs> and, and throw it out afterward, then just don't bother. Yeah, you yeah. know it's your favorite outfit. You don't care what anyone thinks. Don't show them that. We can assume how the rest of that evening went because she put that back and she had clothes to give away. I saw at least 100 shirts in there that could have been thrown away easily. I didn't even see the front of them. I just saw the arms. I know 100 of them could be thrown away. But she won't take the advice. So, you know, that was just a cute interstitial. And we lead into the next scene with Candace sitting down with Miss Huga, honey. Um, Grandom. And two notes off the bat is Candace is doing some hat work, which I'm I hate hat work. I'm quick to hate on a hat, so I'm going to have to call out the hat I see. And then the other thing was the Grand Dame ordered um, French fries with honey mustard. I just thought that was cute. Chic. Love it. Love her. Yes. Like, I love a honey mustard with a French fry, too. So when she said that, I just got giddy because she knows what she wants. And you know what? She gets it. Her and Candace are kind of matching. Candace is having some synastry with these people. She has on a honey mustard bottom. I just can't get really get past his hat work. Oh, the hair under the hat is done though. It, Candace has everything been about the outfit looks great, mm-hmm. and her body looks great. It's just the hat. Oh, it tastes good. She has great taste. Wow. <laughs> and she's in a honey mustard <laughs> dress, and she looks great. She's in that kind of mood. I love it. Yeah. Interest when like you're pinning like you know those outfit profiles, and then I see them like throw like a fucking hat in there. I'm just like, oh. Take the hat it's, out. You know which hat, and y'all know what hat I'm talking about. It's like the fucking French beret train conductor crossbreed. It's it's. I've said it to Jay offline before, and I'll say it to you all, so you all know about what's going on with hats here. I've never seen an outfit be elevated by a hat, so therefore hats are never necessary. Never said that outfit needed a hat. Maybe other. <laughs> I don't, I'm not. You know what your outfit needs. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I can go to FIT, so I don't know everything but I'm just saying me naked eye never seen an outfit be taken to the next level via a hat if you at us at housewives.on.display if you've seen a hat <laughs> outfit that rivals what I just said because I'm ready to shut I'm take my words back we'll delete this clip out it re, repost it if that's what's happening but I don't Shut think up. So. <laughs> I don't think so. I have an odd feeling we won't be doing it. The only other thing I wanted to know was that our queen, she's quick, she's so intuitive and she's quick to make a note. So when she sees that Monique and Giselle are the one planning the party together, she goes, I smell a skunk. And a skunk Giselle is. Pepe La fucking Pew over here. Yeah. She's nasty, she's smelly, she's dirty, she's dank. Karen said it once, I'll say it again, she's low fruit. 
fruit. Right, not even low hanging, just low fruit. Low fruit. Fuck the hanging. She's not even on the fucking <laughs> tree anymore. She's just low. She's right, she's low one of those that. apples that fell off and they're rotten and simply rolled away and they're blackening. <laughs> she's low fruit. Low fruit. So um, the next scene they show Ashley with Dean back in her house because I guess any scene with Ashley for these first two episodes, this <sighs> is the final scene will be her in her apartment with those blue hideous walls holding her son. But she has on a bonnet, which I found fun. I just love when they make nods to black people. So a nod to our culture with a bonnet, I love. But nonetheless, it's just a phone call letting her know about her own party. <laughs> You're letting her know about the party that she is the guest of honor at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, of course, she's pretending because her storyline, well, her real life is that she has postpartum, but it also equals her storyline is that she doesn't want to leave the house. So, She's, you know, should I even come? I can barely get away from the baby. Will I be able to make it? Mio, honestly, Dean was distracting me this whole scene because I felt like he was just struggling. Like, (laughs) (laughs) struggling to keep his head up. There was no neck support, honey. No neck support. Neck on bobble. He vomited. (laughs) Neck on noodle, okay? (laughs) Dean with the noodle neck and then he threw up. (laughs) <laughs> he was screaming at the top of his lungs when Candace was brought up. It was a lot going on with Dean. It was so much going on. I just don't, I just love how babies just have like no warning when they're going to throw up. It's, it just comes out. <laughs> it's just like, like, do you know how bizarre that would be like as an adult? Like if you were just talking or just chilling and you just threw up like. And just kept minding your business, like dribble down the chin. Not even a, they don't even have to, to like wipe at it either. Nasty. And I think that too sometimes about like, cause some babies have like a poop face, so you know when they're pooping. But even if it's like, they don't a, have a throw up face. No throw up face. No, th- but sometimes they make a deposit and you'll be like, wait, I didn't even know there was poop in this diaper. It's like, wait, when did you do that? You, you were just sitting here acting normal this whole time. You mean to tell me you poop and you're soiling yourself? <laughs> pissing left and right and shitting and you didn't have anything to say not even like i don't know you wouldn't even motion toward it or grab it i find it i find it funny that there's no instinct when we're little like that now if anything drips on me anywhere i'm quick to like touch it or something and when you're little you have no instincts like that right it's it's intriguing is it's- that socialization is that just a personality defect that you know like, well, what is that i want to know We'll okay, study, yeah. We'll <laughs> right. We're conducting a lot of studies. We'll 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 name that phenomenon too. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of homework to do in this off time. By off time, we mean I don't know, like twenty four hours. So. Oh my gosh! We'll come back with the answer. So until then, the next scene is Juan Dixon walking in in a sporty outfit to meet up with Giselle at this very nautical coastal restaurant. The theme, the decor were over the top. I couldn't stop focusing on how like blue the restaurant was. Hey, 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 daddy. <sighs> work it out, I'm working it out right there. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it back because you worked that chair. Woo! <laughs> Woo! And, and he's not wearing nothing. What is this outfit? It's so whack. Love him. I love him. He walks in. And it looks like he's balding a little bit, though. Did you see? 
No, he's not balding at all. So I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> alert, alert to the viewers. Well, listeners, um, he is, and it's fine. Like he's still sexy, but he just has like that LeBron thing going on where it like starts kind of like at the crown and it's spreading throughout the top of the head. It's right. Like- and and he's not balding. She says he's balding. It's, you know, every eye sees something different. I don't see that, but if okay, I... Well, she's in denial. Like, call her Robin, okay? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's a thing, but he's still fine. It's, it's but I'm fine. saying if he did have it, he could just get a hair transplant. I'm not saying, Juan, if you're listening. You not that it's a problem. But you can't hear. hair transplants real? Yeah. Is that, like, real, like a really good thing? Yeah, my uncle's a barber in... Well, he on his voicemail refers to himself as a barber to the stars. Um, <laughs> he just better be. He just but he is. But anyway, so he um he says it's something that like yeah the people are loving and the results are great. Okay, so can I do that as like a woman or is it just a man thing? I've only heard about men getting it. I haven't heard about of course. Right, they get all the fun shit. Okay, well they're not even the ones supposed to be known for having hair. How is it their hair surgery is going swimmingly? Okay, well, I'll be the first in line for the hair transplant also. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the women. I'll let y'all know how it is. More work, more research to conduct. Right, we'll be back as the first woman to get live hair transplant. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to be on the fucking news. <laughs> They'll have like um, front facing photos of us that almost look like mugshots. And I'll be like frowning in my before shot and like smiling in my after shot. I can't. Full glam smiling in my after shot. <laughs> Always. Um, so basically the point of the meeting is the inevitable. I mean, we knew it was coming, but here it is. Juan is going to propose to Robin and he's talking to Giselle. Cause you know, you're supposed to consult a girlfriend, but tacky Giselle, she says, how long have y'all been together? He said 24 years. And she said, damn. Let's get a 24 stone ring. Now, again, not a jeweler. I'm not a lot of things, guys. So I'm going to clear the air on what I'm not. I'm not a jeweler. <laughs> she ain't shit, okay? <laughs> I'm not nothing. I'm a, I'm a woman in this world. And I, a black woman. And, and so I, you know, I don't know a lot. But I had a really tough time envisioning a beautiful classy <laughs> ring that has 24 stones on it. <laughs> I saw Cut. <laughs> not to shame anybody that has a princess cut diamond engagement ring it's fine i'm sure it's gorgeous but the one that i know giselle's imagining is fucking hideous <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to the real reason she said that which she said if jamal ever comes to you remember i told you the double the size so she, really she's speaking for herself double the size but double the size doesn't mean necessarily that it's a beautiful ring. The bigger the ring, not it does not make it more beautiful. At least well, for that me. Doesn't, that doesn't seem to face her as we clearly covered in the only two episodes on this fucking podcast is that Giselle's taste is terrible. So my future fiance listening, listen here. Ask me which one of my friends have the best sex before we get into all this. Because I can't think of a tacky friend off the top of my mind, but if there is a tacky friend, don't go there. And the thing is, like he said, which I love that he cut her off and was like, Robin doesn't want that. He's damn right. Robin don't care about no 24 
diamond ring. She don't want that. First she of all, Robin's getting fucking fashion advice from her like eight year old. It's <laughs> second of all, she has the blingy rhinestones on her bejeweled fucking hoodies. Okay, so to me, she just seems like she just needs a basic patch package. Whatever base model is will do for Robin. Make it a nice base model. She'll be fine. She's not not, not fucking base models. <laughs> I mean, oh, you don't think he's going to Icebox, do you? I'm assuming he's going to K Jeweler or I don't know. I mean, I was wondering if he paid for this lunch. So, yeah, I know he's going to K Jewelers. Doopsie Petty. Yeah. And what's wild is, again, just to clear the air, they have more money in their account than me. I'm not <laughs> As I'm sitting here like a true brokey. <laughs> Haters are gonna hate, and we're just hating. Don't worry about say, it. I'm playing my role. I'm playing my position. As a hater, I'm hating. That's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we love to hate. So we'll move on to the next scene, which is I mean, do you have anything else to say for that scene? No. Okay. So the next scene is Candace in this very stage scene. Initially, like as soon as I saw it, I kind of like but you know, start sighing. She's in the bathroom. Uh, taking a pregnancy test, which funny because her last scene was just her talking about how I'm not ready to be a mom. So again, right, timing so. everything. Interesting. Yeah. She takes a pregnancy test. She's not pregnant. Um, and she says it kind of would have been a relief if she was. Well, I just got really distracted, sidetracked by her little doo-wop swoop pony. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pony honestly, but the outfit with it. Two different I didn't hate the pony, but it is very doo-wop swoop. Yeah, it is, and it's a little more dressed up than her outfit. Again, uh, the doo-wop pony was letting letting me know you were leaving the house today, and then you have on athletic wear, like uh, just a legging and a top. Um. So yeah, I don't know if this scene was technically recorded before her little dinner with Wendy, or but clearly her storyline is that she's going back and forth between wanting to be pregnant and not wanting to be pregnant. Well, I think that she does want to be pregnant. She does want kids. She's just you know, scared and apprehensive. And so yeah. I ask, like, is anyone ever ready? That seems to be the running thing with women that women talk about. Like, you're not ever really ready as a woman to have kids. For majority of women, you kind of just deal with it as it comes. So Right, you get ready when it happens. Right. I think that because she's aware of, like, her own issues with her mom and aware of how that might influence her as a mother, I think that's already, like, the first step toward being a better mom to her children than her mom was to her Mm -hmm. because you're already acknowledging like there is some sort of issue here there is some sort of nurturing deficit here so right and I found it very big of her to admit like I need help before I can have offspring that I'm supposed to be raising and instilling my beliefs and my habits in like I need to get me right most people don't do that right so that was a huge step, and I found that cool. And then also, she had, I don't know, this whole scene, she was being pretty real. And she kind of admitted that, like, she's kind of, she didn't say jealous, but jealous of Ashley because Ashley also has a shit mother. I mean, I would disagree. I think Sheila's a great woman, but she was, <laughs> nonetheless, great woman, shit mother. So she was able to, like, turn that around. And in those cases, 
usually people are either like, yes, I need to have a kid so I can correct what was done wrong to me. Or it's like, Ugh, I don't want to pass that trauma on. So I don't want to have kids. And for Ashley, she's always known. She's like what you said earlier. There's two cases. She was in the camp of I want to have a baby. I'm ready to whenever that happens. I'm looking forward to it. So um, Candace is kind of jealous that she's known that basically the whole time she's known her probably. And that's always been her MO. And then she finally got it. And she was like really happy with even in her postpartum. She's happy that she has a baby, of course. And she's happy she had the opportunity to like, I don't know, live her dream out. Right. It's kind of sad. But also something funny where Chris completely throws Candace off in the scene. And he says, I don't know if she was ready for this on camera, that you wouldn't be pregnant because we don't even have sex. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, to be honest. I thought they were, they were um, having a good time. I mean, not to skip ahead a little bit, but then it's revealed that they also use condoms. So it's like they're not having sex. And when they are in the rare case, they're using condoms. This pregnancy scare seems flimsy. Plot line push at best. <laughs> For sure. And so whatever. It's her storyline about the baby. So she had to make sure that fell in line. Um, and she also said in the reunion last year that her and Chris had um, a nice, decent time in reference to them having sex. I'm with Chris. I don't know if I want anyone to describe our sex, our lovemaking, our as a nice decent time what's crazy is i kind of could understand what she was saying you know how people like especially black people like we like to down things like oh that was decent that was high like especially when somebody cook i feel like the person like oh that was high like so it was great but she it didn't come across that way she didn't it give was, it right i love a good downplay i do that all the time it's fine and it also keeps these men on their toes i love that but the way she said it it, it really was I can see why he was just like, well, damn. It was really downplayed. Like, downplayed to the point where, like, it didn't come across as, like, I'm downplaying it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the other thing that's a little concerning is I assume their sex life was great just because, like, he had had all those kids. Not all those, but the two BMs, the two kids, and... He was kind of like, I don't know. He seemed a little weird in the beginning. I felt like the thing that she was leaning on him for was for that. Because it was like the money was from the mom. And she was looking at him for that. But it, it, it seems unclear now. Right. I want them to get over whatever this dry spell is. I want them to have sex. <laughs> I would like, if I could put on my request, my request is that they would start having more sex. I mean, right. And also, besides that request, let's make a request that, I don't know, let's go back in time and take back that money from that party, not to skip ahead a little bit, but just a little bit, and spend some time together. If at your one year, you're not having sex, I don't know if you need to throw a party instead of taking that money and investing in your relationship. But I've never been married. Yeah, well, if that's what happens after one year of marriage, it sounds like a doozy. No wonder why all these bitches have fucking blue eyes, green eyes, firefighters, trainers. Shit, I would too. Right, you gotta hire someone to clean the pipes. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. So the next scene is Giselle meeting up with Monique at the spot for Ashley's ladies night out back on the scene as a new mommy. 
And they're just setting up, and, you know, Monique doesn't miss the opportunity to say, let's take away the knife from Candace's place because they have place settings. Right. Ha ha ha. Giselle, what the fuck is she wearing? Giselle has on something I've always had a tough time with, which is any sort of long sleeve top with a short. Um, but she <laughs> <laughs> has on take it a step further, a sweater with a short, um, a black pleather. <laughs> and, and and what is the sweater? What is it? Bejeweled. Thank you very much. She has a jewel top on everyone. Her style is blingy. She has a bejeweled blingy top with bejeweled encrusted lips on. I, I don't. It's not even worth describing. It's it's dumb. Just know that. Know that. And um, Monique has on. I can't really make heads or tails of the outfit, but it's a skirt shirt combo, like a gold shirt. I mean, a gold skirt with some not tassels, but what do you call those? Um, I'm not sure of the word either, but they, they're, they're kind of like drapey, kind of like Kim K at the Met with a little drippy crystal teardrop look at not quite that high fashion. Let's be real. Um, yeah, it's not Moo Glare. It's quite clear, but right. But it's, it's that same kind of drip down look, try to affect thing. Hair done the fuck up. The bundles are there. That's my favorite look to see on Monique. It's just a sew-in. Like, real hair out sew-in, which is not, you know, everyone's best look, but it's her best look. Yeah. Um, Ashley has a lime green top and a hot pink earring. Um, It's her first night on the house. I wasn't really expecting her to come with something cute. Her body's looking great, though, considering. Yeah, her body looks um, nice, but she's always been like a fit mommy. So I assume she did like yoga throughout her pregnancy and all that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So she has that on. LaDom has on. Is that a blue jumpsuit? Yes. And she's giving us platinum blonde hair, which is, you know, her look. And, you know, we love to see, but she's giving us inches today on the platinum blonde. What do you think of LaDom? My queen. Absolutely. And um, Robin has on. <laughs> A a very matronly look. Um, a dress barn dress, I would call, with a, maybe <gasps> a floor print. <laughs> Cut maybe the floor? fucking podcast. You're rude. Not dress barn, child. Call like I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do. But she does have the fashion forward, very in vogue renaissance print type of thing going on that's that's like really big right now i'll give her that but uh the boat neckline (laughs) big gold button dress no it's not really in style right now but (laughs) again we're not shocked i'm glad you had something to give because i have nothing her and her best friend giselle are definitely the worst dress on the show in my opinion they can go shopping together. It's clear they do. Right. Candace's look is very simple, but Candace has such a nice shape mm-hmm. that it looks great. She's so just like petite naturally. Yes. Petite, but still like curvy. Like she still got a booty. Mm-hmm. You know, she still got a little hip. 
Now, Wendy's outfit. Um, um looking for something to say, but having nothing to say at all. You know what the the her so she has this gold shiny metallic pencil skirt on. It's kind of like that jiffy pop material. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> that aluminum foil material it's just in case anybody was wondering very disco lycra American apparel mm, yes yeah you see what I'm saying very American apparel disco pant it's that kind of color metallic sheen to it and it's gold so that's really distressing um, and then she has on a sheer bodysuit on top a sheer white bodysuit and with a black bra underneath that you can see the black bra but it's also then a plain black bra if you're going to wear a sheer top, I love a good sheer top because it gives you something without really giving you something. Yeah. But if, but then you have to wear a nice bra underneath, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It gets real tacky real quick. And then, but she still has her, her Gucci bag. So, you know, we, we know she's paid at least. I don't know. Gucci this, Gucci that, Gucci everything. We haven't seen her in a scene yet without Gucci. A way to show you have money, buy something Gucci. Every the black person's rite of passage just a couple months ago, every single black person, I guess, when they got a little coin, went and got a Gucci belt. And when I say people were wearing a Gucci belt with every single outfit known to Woo! <laughs> for all of you with your Gucci belts, put them on right now, strut around, feel good in it. <laughs> right, feel good. <laughs> Take some pics, upload it to the fucking gram. Let us see <laughs> at us at housewives on the <laughs> or better yet, send a DM us, ask us for our respective addresses. We will let you know which Gucci belt we would like. We'll put it on, we'll do a photo shoot. <laughs> and we'll promote Gucci belts because there's not enough promotion for them going around anyway. Hashtag HOD, hashtag Gucci belt, and <laughs> we'll find your pictures. And we'll upload it to our Instagram page also. Thank you. So, um, after that Gucci aside, I, other <laughs> than that, <laughs> um, everyone, oh, everyone's had, makeup looks horrible. Sorry. I was going for makeup next. And I was going to say I prefer to skip over the makeup if we could, because I don't really <laughs> want to get into anyone except for Monique's makeup looks great. Yeah. She has a yep. warm brown smoky eye. I was going to agree. Monique's looks great. Everyone else? Scary. Candace, harsh nose contour, but a reddish undertone found it really distracting during her close-up scenes. Ashley's lip? I know it's not a liquid lip. I know it's not a dose of colors. I know it's not a Kat Von D. I know it's it's not a NARS. I don't know what it is. It's a lip stain. K-beauty lip stain. (laughs) And it looks great on her. Um... (laughs) Ashley, at the head of the table, she announces that she may need Botox in her anus because her anus ripped when she gave birth to her baby. This scene to me was funny. Some people were like looking at her crazy. Um, it, it was funny to me just because it's it's kind of like just shows like when you've been trapped in a house without like adult <laughs> contact for so long, so you kind of lose that social cue, that social grace. And then she's also sitting next to Karen, who uh, you know loves to uphold you know etiquette or whatever but it's just funny that she's like bringing that up at the dinner table right high fluting karen is hearing none of it because she doesn't <laughs> hear 
about anuses at the dinner table. But nonetheless, it's what Ashley's dealing with. And it, you know, if my asshole was ripped, I might talk about it at dinner too, because this dinner is going to cost me. You don't realize that I'm about to blow when I get home. <laughs> oh, woo! Yeah, so she had to get that on the table. And honestly, it's something we didn't need to hear, but needed to be addressed. And then we kind of da 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 skip around. Let's get real. It's about Sharice. I believe that Monique refers to Shasha as a walrus. It's a little forced to me, to be honest. Um, she definitely said something twice, didn't she? Yeah, she she definitely did. She called she called her a walrus and something else. She called her a warthog. Yes, a warthog. And then a walrus. Yes. I found warthog pretty funny because never mind. It's not the <laughs> true warthog. <laughs> I like warthog better because I think that rolls up the the tongue a little better than walrus. I'm like I don't like the word walrus actually. It's hard to say. It's hard to say, and I and I always sound. I feel like I sound like I'm saying it wrong. And I don't know if I think Sharice looks like a walrus, but a warthog, I wouldn't be able to. Tell. <laughs> <laughs> a warthog is just hilarious. I don't know. Maybe it's the hog part. I don't, girl, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, any type sort of piggy or anything like that. Yeah, her being. A warthog. <laughs> I love that because you know my thing is always like when I'm feeling ugly, the first thing I think is like. Wow, I'm like putting lipstick on a pig. Like that's yeah. what I feel like. So I think the hog part like touched a certain part of my soul. <laughs> yeah, putting lipstick on a war hog, and I found. So that's what she says. She's she was dodging a wart hog at the anniversary party, and she was shocked that she was there. And Candace does her best, you know, acting real and. She said, <laughs> right, Candace is in her mind. She's like, and action. And she's, I didn't know you all were having problems <laughs> like that. Right, reading the fuck out of that teleprompter, child. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone basically just says, like, yeah, you did. You knew. And she did. But it's fine because they're able to like skip over that kind of quick because that's not the point of this dinner. This dinner, even though they're going to cheers to motherhood and all of that. That's not what that dinner is about. This dinner is about cracking down on Candace and getting her to apologize to Ashley right now in this moment. Now, where were you with the fact that they were saying it needed to happen right now? Messy, messy. Uh, Listen, it's complicated, though, because here's my thing. I'm very big on the if your disrespect was loud as fuck, then your apology needs to be just as loud. Mm -hmm. I love that. That being said... Candace going to that lunch, dinner, night out in the town thing was, in her mind, her making a step, her trying to make amends, I think. Mm -hmm. So I just, I feel like you, Candace is a grown woman and we know that she has problems with her mother. I think when you have mommy issues, and honestly, she has daddy issues too. So she already has issues with control and she has issues with women in general. So Mm -hmm. I think putting her in a spot where you're asking her you're not even asking you're telling her to apologize to somebody who she feels has wronged her whether it's true or not you're telling her to do something so that's already a problem for her clearly and then it's all these women ganging up on her which is another problem so i'm like so i don't know why we we realistically and logically thought that she was going to apologize in that situation 
and then it's also like maybe if it was just Ashley and uh Candace just trying to have their little beef out, that'd be one thing. But then Monique was kind of throwing her shit and getting herself involved. For me, I agree with you completely because what all of a sudden, of course, it's Giselle spearhead spearheading the drama, and she's saying, I think Ashley and Candace they want to talk. <laughs> and Maybe they may want to talk, but for you to put her on the spot like that and A, you know how she reacts to, like you said, people telling her what to do and B, she was not privy to this before coming. If you expected her to do that and you wanted that to be a moment, then it needed to have been discussed before and make sure she was on the same page, make sure she was ready to apologize because you can't tell somebody when to apologize or it's going to be insincere. If she did apologize right now, what she clearly wouldn't mean it. Right. It was clearly because I was literally forced. It's like gun to your head, apologize, or you're dead. It's one of those. It's like, well, obviously I'm then I'm gonna apologize. Like, I mean uh, I was gonna say I think Candace is wrong for how she went in on Ashley. Mm-hmm. But I kinda I'm kinda on her side with with the 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 ambush and her reaction to it. Because like you said earlier, okay, if she thought that this was how they were gonna get off on the right foot and find some common ground through this, then that means you came here with this certain amount of culpability or you would think. And she seems to have come here just thinking she did nothing wrong. She's coming to show that she did nothing wrong. And like, that's just enough. And like, we're not going to discuss it, but you had to also assume that if this is your first time seeing her since the reunion shot last year, something has to be addressed with what happened. Right. As an adult, that's just what would happen between two adults. Right. And this is where Candace gets herself into trouble and why people end up treating her like they do. I can understand how she feels hurt by these people and mm-hmm. um, and doesn't want to like give them that apology. But at the same time, it, it doesn't help your case. It, it's like a double-edged sword, honestly. It's like you're hurt by these people and that triggers your hurt with your mom and, and then you don't want to apologize. But at the same time, the reason why your mom and all these other people kind of treat you like said child is because you do things like this like at the end of the day Ashley was a little shit sir herself so I'm not necessarily really mad at some of the things that you said to her quite honestly she needed to be put in her fucking place I said Ashley's time was coming it was inevitable that Ashley was gonna have to be in the hot seat eventually right but calling her a roach while she was literally giving birth to her child and not at least congratulating the woman on the birth of her child was a bit much and that, that's just a reality and it's bizarre she can't see that it is and i can't tell if she can't see it or if she just doesn't she's like refusing to see it like with all the women there maybe she just feels embarrassed she's maybe she stayed she has stage right i don't know right so then it doesn't help because then robin is like come on but robin was trying to be like i don't know kind of the mediator i would say she, but Candace didn't hear that. She was saying, come on, just apologize, which we're the, as the audience with Robin, like, come on, even if you don't just like give a little, I'm sorry, because you know, you should be sorry for at least one part of this. Just, just to smooth it over for the night. Just say like, I'm sorry. We could talk about this later. Like she said, we need to have a one-on-one because it doesn't need to happen in front of the group. But for now, I'm sorry for what I've done wrong to you. Would have just made it a nice night. I agree. They were also expecting the apology after they had, sat there and roasted her like it was, was fucking comedy central mm-hmm. um like monique 
saying you should have took that money that you spent on the party and went somewhere for your honeymoon because apparently they never went on a honeymoon. I said, which she's right about. They didn't need to have that party they couldn't afford. They should have just went on a honeymoon. Agreed. But that's out of line. It's out of pocket. And the party's already happened. It's none of your business. You're sleeping with your trainer. Relax. It was ridiculous that she said it to her, though. Of course, it's like, that's not a nice thing to say. And again, like you said, it already happened. The party's already in the past. So you saying that is truly just to, like, get a gotcha on you, embarrass me, and make me seem stupid. Which she did, because then at least me, I hadn't really thought about it like that. And I was like, oh, maybe they should have. Like, she's right. She's not wrong. But but you're only saying that because I had one guest in my party that you don't get along with. Right. So that's You, you should have said it at the bar. And then they're making fun of her because she uses condoms. You're that's married. Also, that's no one's business. Also. Yeah. So it, I think it, I... I think maybe, I'm not saying she would have, but maybe she would have done a little apology, even if it was fake, had they not kind of come for her neck Mm -hmm. the whole time. Maybe. We'll say that because we like Candace and we'll assume that she can't be this bad of a person. She has to have known that she was a little bit wrong and would have been willing to apologize, but she was on the defense. And like she said, what is this? a party to celebrate Ashley or to attack Candace. And she was just feeling on it, like on defense, obviously since she was walking in because it was already Ashley's event. She was already feeling, I'm sure at least trepidatious about going. So yeah. So she came in defensive and it didn't help that the ladies were gunning for her. But Candace will soon need to realize that in order for you to get them off your back, you need to just apologize. Anything will do. Anything will be better than you doing this. Like, you're arguing instead of just apologizing, which is worse. Like, you're digging yourself into more of a hole. Like, as Ashley, I would be like, I don't even want an apology. I I just, she said what she meant. Like, she meant what she said. (laughs) Right. For me, the apology wouldn't be on the contents of the tweets. Because I'm obviously a bad wench and a roach that has a concubine allowance. That's already been covered. But... (laughs) <laughs> what you to apologize for is the fact that you're attacking me as I'm giving birth. That's the only thing I'm looking for. Yeah. So- yeah. Um, and then uh, in the midst of the heat, Candace is like, where is the damn alcohol? Where is it? Because she, uh, she's losing it. And so she needs someone to pass her a bottle quickly before she talks herself off of a ledge. Uh, I mean, she needs the alcohol to talk her off of a ledge. So she calls for a bottle and Wendy's saying, oh, let's talk about Ashley. Like they're both just trying to deflect and get this dinner back to talking about Ashley and positivity and motherhood and raising glasses because this was not the night that she signed up for. And then, of course, she's arguing that whole other side of the table and it leads her to say, shut the fuck up. All of you shut the fuck up. And it says to be continued. The but Karen that- did call them out on their bullshit. Do you remember that? Because Karen says, I feel for Candace. Mm. You know, I've been a victim of that gang banging, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, when you all gang up on a person to break them and make them submit, it's pathetic and it looks cruel. Karen's right. She has been a victim of their gang banging. They love. <laughs> well, you know, they love the gang bang Karen. But I did appreciate, um, even though Karen didn't say that live and she said that in her confessional, it would have been nice live to help her out. But nonetheless, yes, it is true. These ladies and housewives in general feed off of 
a group think mentality where they're taking one person down, it's easy to do. It feels comfortable to be all against one. But Candace is nothing if not scrappy. And she's not going to sit here and take that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm seeing the attack. I don't know. Yeah, they've got to work on this. And maybe, I don't know. I'm just like really excited to see how the alliances unfold once the whole the incident happens because I think that really shifts things. And I'm because curious really, if 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 their fight is over this her friendship with Sharice, then that's going to be ridiculous to me. It can't be. It's it's looking like it, but I I hope it's not. Don't let this warthog that's not even on the show be the whole reason why it's very. Don't make it a Beverly Hills thing where it's Brandy who is the inciting incident for the whole season and she's not even on the show. Again, Monique just feels very pushing for plot this season thus far, and I don't know if I'm liking it. And Monique is a fan favorite, and I never have been a huge fan of Monique. I feel like maybe I'm missing something about her just, to me, is not very genuine, and also I've just never clicked with her in a way. Monique's been inserting herself. It has only been two episodes, but she's been inserting herself in a lot of shit that has nothing to do with her and blowing things kind of out of proportion. And I, and the alliance with Ashley kind of has me confused. Yeah. Ever since her and Ashley had linked up last year in the name of having babies, when they had that whole issue with her after, you know, basically the DUI she had mm-hmm. on season three, I just found it all very weird. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, who's your housewife on display this week? Juan Dixon. No, but bro, can I say Juan? I mean, yeah. He's a housewife, but like, he's on the show. Yeah, we I'm going to any- say him because he's finally taking a step that none of us ever thought they would, I guess. He um, had one scene, but he was captivating in that one scene. And um, he's not balding. <laughs> <laughs> he's wrong. And he's gonna put a ring on it. And I like to assume that he paid for Giselle's lunch. So and something we didn't talk about in the episode, but I really wanted to touch on. So that I'm glad you gave him housewife on display because he told Giselle that if Jamal fucks up this time around with the kids, the kids will never forgive him. And they should take that very seriously because it's kind of their one shot with the kids in terms of like the kids getting used to them being together and being their parents at the same time, which mm-hmm. thank God he said it. Cause we were all thinking it. Yeah. Thank God he cares about the kids because Giselle and Jamal don't seem to. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Hallelujah. So yes. Juan, you deserve it, baby. Woo. The sexiest housewife on the play we've had yet. And now moving on to Bravo Thoughts Compile. Do you have any theories for next week when we see Miss Messy Sharice at the Sip and See? Um, <laughs> anything you think you'll be seeing next week? Jamal and Giselle have this little conversation on a boat, yacht, question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep showing that in the season promo too, that scene where he's like, She's like, I can't be happy unless I was with you. I thought that was a date, but then it revealed that their daughters were there. Again, makes me cringe even more. Right. They call Monique a flip-flopper at this little sip and see. But Monique's dress was amazing. That color. Um, so I'm excited for somebody to call her out because I do think she's a little bit of a flip-flopper right now. 
And I think Sharice is going to, listen, Sharice has always had a tea, honey. She's boring herself, but she mm-hmm. has a tea. So I'm excited to hear. And quite frankly, we keep saying that um, Candace is immature and she walks away from stuff and da 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 da. But Monique is running and dipping and dodging. But if somebody's talking shit about your family, post up. Right, you should be wanting to clear the air, at least for, like, the television show. Have a scene where you're confronting her, letting her know it's not true. Even if it is, that's what you're supposed to do. Right, she seems to be coming for your life and your domestic bliss. There's just something, like, you know, scrappy or something, like, very, like, run of the litter, very, like, wounded child about Candace. Which is why I'm just, like, it's easy for y'all to make her a target. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and she pop up the mouth too, you know what I mean. So it's easy for y'all to make her target. It's easy for y'all to want to fight her and put your hands on her. But it's it's kind of like those badass kids at school that just be doing shit just to get on your nerves and get the teacher's attention. And they're lacking boundaries, and so they want somebody to put those boundaries on them. They want somebody to give them that attention. And I feel like that's kind of like what Candace is doing, whether mm-hmm. she knows it or not. So I just feel like. Monique talking about bitch I will drag you and then get into this fight with Candace later like I, like I said like to me it just looks it looks bad on her and, but then you run you running from Sharice unless you're guilty which it sounds like you are because you're running every time I see mm-hmm. every time you see Sharice you're running so right she's spreading lies but they seem like truths seem like truths <laughs> Breaking news, breaking news. This is something we've talked about offline, but I just want the people to know that Miss Rihanna, I'm going to say her name properly because we're speaking about her on a podcast. Um, Rihanna is a huge fan of the Real Housewives franchise. She's made it known. Now, we don't know all the franchises she, she watches, but we know for sure she watches BH, Atlanta, and Potomac. So this past week after the premiere, she was watching Miss Huger on live, on IG live, and she was commenting in the live. People were freaking out. And then she announced that she was, I don't know, Queen Karen was her queen too, which we here have to celebrate. Bullet, bullet, bullet. Real stand up. She's a fucking queen. I don't care what anyone has to say. It feels good to know that Rihanna sees what we see and we announced her to be the queen of Potomac. I mean, Potomac named her the grand dame. So quite clearly she's the queen. And it's just good to know that Riri and us, we watch the same show and we have the same feelings and she made herself a known Karen Stan. So welcome to the team, Rihanna. Woo! It's a Um, fucking fabulous team to be on, honey. We win always. (laughs) Get with the winning team, ho. And the winning team it is, so grind down one, broke hoes zero. Hanging <laughs> <laughs> ass hoes zero. Yeah, so I just had to make that announcement, and yeah, that's breaking news, but do you have anything that's breaking that's news? So as many of you already know, Cardi and Meg have teamed up to give us WAP. Which means wet as Sleep. <laughs> and this came out on Friday. 
And so they've been doing promos and, you know, retweeting reactions and commenting on people thing, you know, ever since. Now, because this is a podcast of my unsolicited reviews, <laughs> I'm going to give my unsolicited review of the song and the video. Uh, as far as visuals go, I liked the visuals. I, you know, we're so used to rappers giving us the same old, you know, rump shaking, same old cars, strip clubs, dancing, maybe a yacht or boat or two. It's the same old, same old formula. This time they try to give us a visual. It's a very Willy Wonka, Alice in Wonderland theme. It was colorful, whatever, fine. Obviously, the elephant in the room was, <laughs> we'll say, Miley Nenner's appearance in the video that seemed to have everyone upset. And, I mean, what do you think about that? Um, Nylee didn't have to be in the video. That's the first thing everyone's going to say when referring to her cameo is that it could have just been a women of color project and we didn't have to use her for discussion. Obviously, the whole thing is raunchy. So they were kind of like riding the wave on their whole marketing, like, showing their ass from the back, like pretty much naked. Like they want us to be talking about all this stuff. And they like Cardi hasn't come out with music in a while. It's all supposed to like create buzz. Right. So of course, right. Kylie is in there to create buzz and that's just what she did. And that's what right. the people don't seem to understand. Me and Jay have already talked about this technically online, but we'll say offline um, <laughs> and talked about the fact that people put in, and by people, we mean Black Twitter, put in too much energy to this woman who, if we don't care about her, then let's not talk about her, period. Good or bad. Good or bad. And my thing is, hate generates just as much energy as love, if not more. So if you're throwing all your hate to somebody and they're only getting better, <laughs> they're feeding off it. So just let yeah. it rock. Like, the worst you can do for Nylee Nenner is just to not talk about her at all, clearly. So if you were to just star her of that attention, whatever. They use her for shock value. And I think my issue is not even that she was in it, more so that she was put in it by Megan Cardi, just because I feel like you did it for shock value because you know how you're, you know how you're Black... <laughs> followers at least feel about Nylee and her family so that was kind of whack in my opinion in my kind of I mean it was um you know you said that you would have liked Sweetie to be in that hallway scene I would have thought maybe a Lori Harvey could have been cool you know she was known for being a bad bitch she was running through niggas house like a tomb raider she played future she's an infamous queen at this point I would have loved to see her in that position also but you know, no one contacted me. So and we are always available for bookings. If you need <laughs> our, our PR opinion, we have nothing but time. So feel free to, you know, contact us. We'll give our two cents at any time of day. Right. And as far as the song itself goes, mid, mid at best, y'all. Okay. It's not a bad song. If someone turns it on, I'm a dance. If I'm drunk at brunch, I'm a dance. 
you know, I'm not going to say I won't, but is it timeless? <laughs> Will this be the song I put on for my kids and say, y'all don't know nothing about this? Probably not. No. And I can go into some more controversial Meg opinions that honestly, I'll refrain. Just know I've been a loyal Meg follower for a while. I know she has better to offer and I can't wait for her to offer it. But for now, WAP is, what grade would you give it? Um, For me, the visuals are an A easily. Um, The song, very B minus. Very, very B minus. Yeah. 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 Um, Some huge highlights for me on the looks are Cardi's chain link ponytail braid or whatever that is. That's to the floor in that cheetah room. Um, Meg. The whole cheetah cheetah room look for me personally was fire. Huge highlight. Yeah. Love that. Mm -hmm. Very campy. Very cool. Um, And then Meg's. Cool wig in that like snow leopard or white tiger, whatever room that wig was amazing. Um, the ladies, yes, of course. Their initial, even when they just are running in the hallway, when they have on their little, um, like the matching outfits and Cardi's in pink and Meg's in yellow, even that's cute. It's simple and it's cute and it's fun. So it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a fun video. That's what I'll say overall. A lot of fun. Right. And Cardi does very well with visuals, very well. Mm-mm. Cardi will make you think that she is a beauty pageant queen because I don't think she's that the, the most attractive woman I've ever seen, but she could pull it together, hon. Her makeup, her hair, her outfits, her visuals, she is the perfect salesperson. Like, I'm picking up what she's selling for sure. So, she's selling a vision, and I see that vision, and I love what she's bringing to the table when it comes to that. So, every time. Huge. I, curve, I usually enjoy Cardi videos. Mm-hmm. On the Absolutely. visual side. Yeah. yeah. And I usually, especially when she was having that fashion girl moment where she was at fashion week and she was pulling up on every red carpet in like a full look. Like, I mean, this feels like, seems like a thing of the past now that we're in COVID, like pulling up to a show and a look. But when that was happening, we were all looking forward to it because she was giving us something fun, new and fresh every time. Absolutely. Yep. Only other note that I think we have to talk about that we talked about before was Normani giving us her best you got served break dance in her <laughs> and her getting Normani the- dancing in the little tiny box of a green screen, giving it her fucking all and getting paid dust in return in terms of who they're talking about. <laughs> Obviously, people were talking about Nile Netter more, even though she did virtually nothing compared to the squats and the splits and the pop locking and dropping that Normani did. And I just want to say, Normani, babes, I see you. I see you. Right. We said your name more than whoever else we could possibly be talking about. So Normani, we saw you, sweetie. We want to give you a huge shout out and we hope that as our podcast grows, you go with us. You know what I mean? <laughs> if we have to hand out success to anyone else, we're looking to hand out success to you. If you want to sponsor our page, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we can grow together. We can grow together. Every time we upload, just let people know. 
<laughs> and we'll always talk about your videos and our breaking news. I think we can arrange that for sure. We could use a theme song. We wouldn't mind having you on. <laughs> right. <laughs> and other than that, yeah. So that's pretty much it for that video. We had a lot more thoughts, but at this point, I'm sure you've seen, I've seen so many people talk about their reviews on it to a nauseating degree. So I'm sure if you were looking for a review of it, you found it by now and heard it. So all of that too. Right. Anything else you need to say before end? I think we covered it all. So just know that this week we will also be uploading our thoughts about P-Valley, the new show sweeping the nation. So excited to be covering P-Valley. So our plan is to catch up. So we will catch up and we'll be uploading reviews of each episode. But we'll upload you a video covering one and two this week and three and four. So we'll be there. And follow us also if you want to hear about Beverly Hills, I guess, too, right? Um, Yeah, we'll be posting BH this week, too. Eventually, we'll get into, like, live tweeting and, like, IGing, like, memes and stuff. That, that'll come. But right now, our priority is getting our thoughts compiled on this pod. So, for that, I bid you farewell. Adios. And see you when I see you, baby, when I. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Bye.